Come on, do you believe that this morning, Oaks Church? Come on, let's put our hands together. Wasn't that a great worship service this morning? Come on, look. We can do a little bit better than that, okay? Can we stand to our feet real quick? Come on, I'm hyped up this morning. We just got done singing about the goodness of God. Come on, the goodness of God. Has anybody experienced the goodness of God before? Okay, maybe one. I hear one. One person, God, has, has he helped your marriage out? Has he broke the shackles off your life? Has he took the chains of addiction and then set you free? Come on, has he been good to you? Has he been faithful when others have been faithless? Come on, has he brought you through? Come on, he's good this morning. Told Pastor Chad, I said, Pastor Chad, you just bring it. It makes it easier for me. And man, did uh, he, he did some extra praying this week, didn't he? Thank you, worship team. Uh, thank you, leadership team. Y'all can have a seat. Um, it's good to be here. I'm going to kind of take my time this time last week or last time I kind of jumped in full force. And I just, I kind of want to look around the room. I want to see who's all here. And I just want to welcome you. I'm, I'm glad you've chosen to spend part of your weekend with us. And, uh, and man, I, I don't really have any points this morning. I think I just, I got a message. I just got something to, to get off my chest this morning. And, and before we, we get started, I just want to just talk about how good today is. Man, God woke me up this morning. He put breath in my lungs He's brought me a long way, and man, he, is, he has pulled me out of my situation time and time again and has set me on a firm foundation, and I'm just here to glorify him. I'm just here to attest of how good he is and how great he is, and it doesn't matter what kind of labels people put on you. He has put a different label on you. He has called you by a new name, and I'm just great to walk into that. I'm thankful. Thankful that today is... Uh, our wedding anniversary, and my wife is sitting on the front row, and she is looking thicklicious, as I like to call it, and she looks great. You look beautiful, babe. So thankful for you, um, and she puts, up, she puts up with a lot. Um, I want to start off by, by reading a story this morning, and it says, Once upon a time in a quaint, a quaint village, nestled amidst rolling hills and lush greenery, there lived a young man named David. Not David in the Bible, but a different David. David hailed from a long line of farmers who tended to the fertile soil time in and time out. Generation after generation, they tended the grounds, passing down their inheritance from father to son. Yet despite the promise of this prosperous future that laid out before this young man named David, David harbored dreams that stretched far beyond the boundaries of his family's farm. You see, David, from a young age, was captivated by the tales of adventure and discovery. He longed to explore distant lands, to chart uncharted territories, and to carve out his own destiny. However, his dreams seemed to remain just that, dreams, dreams. He was trapped within the confines of his regular existence. But one day, one fateful day, everything changed. A traveling merchant arrived in the village offering stories from lands unknown, tales from far off places that ignited a fire within David. 
As he listened to the stories of daring escapades and boundless opportunities, David felt a stirring deep within him, a longing for something more. Driven by an insatiable thirst for adventure, David made a bold decision. He approached his father and expressed his desire to sell his inheritance. The land that had been passed down through generations in exchange for a, a small fortune that could finance his journey. Man, though his father was initially taken back by his son's request, he ultimately relented, realizing that David's spirit could not be tethered to the confines of their village. With these proceeds from the shell of his inheritance in David's hand, he bid farewell to his family and set out on his journey to the great unknown. He traveled rugged, rugged mountains. He crossed deserts. He sailed the vast of seas, each step bringing him closer to the fulfillment of his dream. Along the way, David encountered trials and tribulations that tested his resolve and challenged his courage. Yet through it all, he remained steadfast in the pursuit of adventure, drawing strength from the knowledge that he was forging his own path and charting his own destiny. Years passed and David's travels took him to distant lands that he could only have ever dreamed of. He built up wealth beyond his wildest imagination, experienced wonders that left him breathless. Man, yet amidst the splendor and riches, there was a part of him that longed for the simplicity of home. The familiar sights and sound of the village that, man, he had left far behind. In time, David's adventures began to wane, replaced by yearning for roots and connection. He realized that in his quest for adventure, man, he had sacrificed something far more precious than money and wild adventures. He gave up the ties that had bound him to his family. He gave up the ties of his family heritage. He had sold his family's inheritance. He had sold out. This morning, I want you to open up your Bibles to 1 Kings chapter 21. David gave it all up, only to find himself empty in the end. Inheritance. This morning, I kind of want to talk about inheritances. You know, inheritances play a big role in the global economy today, wealth distribution, actually there's a report that says the wealthiest 1% of the population own more than 40% of the world's wealth, much of that which is passed down through inheritances. So I think we can, needless to say, one, can I get a little bit of that money? And two, inheritances are very important. It's important. Inheritances, whether it's the form of property, money, or family tradition, they hold a significant place in our lives. They're not just about the transfer of assets. They, they carry with them stories. They carry with them memories. They carry with them valuable lessons that we pass down to our loved ones. You know, I think about my mom. One of the things that she passed down to me, she, was, she, was all, she always knew God to be faithful. 
God was faithful no matter what she faced in life. One of her mottos towards the end was, God can do it again. And, And learning through her and watching her live her life, I've learned that, man, God is faithful. It doesn't matter how bad this situation looks. He's gonna see you through it. And now I find myself with my five-year-old. I'm saying to my five-year-old, Kinley, just like what my mom told me, Kinley, no matter what you face in life, God can bring you through it. There's inheritances happening. We're, we're passing down things, not just money, not just property, but we're passing, ba- uh, passing down stories. We're passing down lessons that we learned. Inheritances, they're important. From the china on our shelves or the china in the box in the attic, to the lessons ingrained in our minds. Inheritances shape who we are. They shape where we come from. This morning, I want us to take a look at a story about an inheritance in 1 Kings chapter 21. We see a a guy here named Naboth. I think it's actually called Naboth, but we're going to call him Naboth this morning. Naboth's vineyard. This vineyard, some some theologians say that this vineyard had, had been in his family for over 600 years. That's a long time to have a piece of property in your family's name, ain't it? Some people even say, I saw a preacher uh, preaching something about Naboth, and he was talking about how some theologians said that they have even traced this land back to Caleb. Caleb, when Caleb and Joshua went into the land, they were the only two people that came back and said that, hey, we, we, can, we can take the land. They were the only two people that came back with a good report. I'm like, how neat would this be if this is the very same piece of land that Caleb, 600 years earlier, was claiming for his family? But anyway, Naboth has a vineyard here. And here's where we read in verse, uh, chapter 21, verse 1. Now, there was a man named Naboth who owned a, owned a vineyard beside the palace of King Ahab of Samaria. One day, Ahab said to Naboth, since your vineyard is so convenient to my palace, I would like to buy it and use it for a vegetable garden. I will give you a better vineyard in exchange, or if you prefer, I will pay you for it. Some, some translations say, I will give you what you think is fair. But Naboth replied, the Lord forbid that I should give you the inheritance that's passed down by my ancestors. So Ahab went home angry and sad because of Naboth's answer. The king went to bed with his face to the wall and refused to eat. Ahab was a big baby. He went home, faced the wall, and would not eat because he couldn't get a piece of land. Verse 5 says, what's the matter, his wife Jezebel asked. What made you so upset that you're not eating? I asked Naboth to sell his vineyard or to trade it, but he refused. Ahab told her, are you the king of Israel or not, Jezebel demanded. Get up, eat something, don't worry about it. I'll get you Naboth's vineyard. So she wrote out letters in Ahab's name, sealed them with his seal, and sent them to the elders and other leaders of the town where Naboth lived. And in the letters she commanded, call the citizens together for a time of fasting. Give Naboth a place of honor, and then set two scoundrels across from him who will accuse him of cursing God and the king. Then take him out and stone him to death. So the elders and the other town leaders followed the instructions Jezebel had written in the letters. They called for a fast. They put Naboth at a prominent place before the people. And then two scoundrels came and sat across from him. They accused Naboth before all the people, saying, He cursed God and the king. So he was dragged outside the town and stoned. 
to death. The town leaders sent word to Jezebel. Naboth has been stoned to death. When Jezebel heard the news, she said to Ahab, you know the vineyard Naboth wouldn't sell you? Well, you can have it now. He's dead. Go, Ahab. So Ahab immediately went down to the vineyard and claimed it. Father, this morning we, we thank you that your presence is in this room. God, you've already begun to do a work in our lives this morning. And Lord, we ask you that through the word, you, you begin to, to make yourself manifested in the room. God, we thank you that the words are not falling on deaf, deaf ears this morning. But God, we have ears to hear and eyes to see what you would want us to change in our life today. God, we thank you that this morning we're leaving here changed. God, we're leaving here not the same person we walked in. God, we thank you that you've given us an inheritance and a promise. And this morning we walk in it. And this morning we refused to sell out. And everybody said, amen. It's kind of a rough, end, rough ending to a story, huh? I've kind of been struggling to read that story. And kind of, how, do you, how do you come back from that? Naboth, he, he, he owned his own vineyard. He, he had a nice piece of land and, and it was right next door. He was neighbors with the king and and Ahab, he wanted his land. Showed up one day. He said, Naboth, can I buy it? Naboth refused. I don't know what got into him. I don't know what, what maybe he woke up on the wrong side of the bed that morning. Maybe he had some friends around him or, or some family members that were telling him, hey, you can't sell it. But he refused to sell out that day. He might have would have sold the day before. If the king would have came back the next day, he may have sold out then. But that day, he refused to sell out. He refused to sell out his inheritance. What's our inheritance this morning? What's our inheritance? What's your inheritance this morning? I'm not talking about like the money or the property that has been passed down you to, from a loved one in the past. No, no, no. I want to make something clear this morning. And this is kind of where I'm going to kind of get worked up a little bit. I want to set something straight. Our inheritance through this morning, what our inheritance is, is a life through Jesus Christ. It's, it's an eternal home with him. It's an eternal home in heaven. He said, I'm going to prepare a place for you so there where I am, you may be also. That is what our inheritance is. That is the inheritance we have. It's something that the world is literally dying for. That's what our inheritance is. This is a message here. There's, there's a message in this story that's, that's something to be passionate about. It's something to, to begin to stoke the flames of your heart. Our inheritance. What is our inheritance as a corporate body? What's our inheritance as a corporate body? It's the vision that all brought us here. It's what brought us here in the first place. It was, it was given from God to two, bit, to two different families. It's written on the banners back there. It's, it's Doug's referred to it as a passing of the torture. I would like to say the passing of the baton. It's, it's to see the seeking fulfilled. It's to, to, to see the lost saved. It's getting out in the community. It's sharing the grace of God. It's sharing the love of God so that the word of God can be manifested in their life and the world change. That's our inheritance as a corporate body. 
man, if I could elaborate a little bit more, this house, we've been talking about this house is being built not just on a physical firm foundation, but a spiritual firm foundation. And I want to encourage us this morning to, to keep loving, to, to keep reaching people, keep trying to enrich the community, to keep trying to impact the community around you. Y'all not getting it. We're here to reach people and love people. I look around the room. You see the empty chairs? You know what they're a representation of? This ain't even in my message. This is a representation of every soul that we're supposed to be reaching right now. This is that coworker that sits across from you that's struggling. It's that single mother that's struggling because her husband's walked out on her. This is that son and daughter that's grown up in the world, but now they're, they're out there and they're lost and they have forgotten their identity in Jesus Christ. This is that friend that has known the goodness of God, that's preached a word, that's changed folks, but, but, but life has begun to wane heavy and it's us, it's up to us to reach out to those folks. It's up to us to enrich those people. It's up to us to show them the love of Jesus Christ. That's our inheritance. It's to share it with the world. This morning, I don't want you to sell out. I don't want you to sell out. Say with me, don't sell out. Come on, don't sell out. Come on, we can do it together a little bit better. Don't sell out. Come on, don't sell out. Chad, I need a little beat to keep us on rhythm. Don't sell out. Ahab, man, he was, one, he was known to be one of the most wicked kings in Israel. He was a bad guy, evil guy. His wife, Jezebel, she wasn't good either. She was bad. And I'm not talking about that good bad. All right, she was bad bad. All right, you got that, oh, she bad. And then you got, oh, she bad bad. She, she didn't, you didn't want her taking, her taking her home to mama. No, she wasn't good. She was bad at the bone. Ahab was a king, and he, as a king, man, he had, he had prime choice of all the land throughout the whole kingdom, yet, yet he wasn't happy. How could a king, the choice of all the land in the kingdom, not be happy? But Naboth, man, he refused to sell his vineyard at any cost, even to serve the king. He could have gotten better lands. He could have made a buku of money set up his family for the rest of their lives, but, but this was like no ordinary piece of land. You see, we're looking at it, oh, it's just some piece of land. No, 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 it wasn't, it wasn't just some piece of land. It wasn't no, nothing, just some ordinary piece of land. This was his inheritance of his father. This was something spiritual. This was a connecting point between the blessings of Abraham. You see, God forbid that he sell out his own inheritance for any price, for, for any reason. Naboth's house was built on that land, and his family lived on that land. I can imagine he poured his blood, sweat, and tears into that land, his prayers into that land. He couldn't be bought, and he was killed. 
He was taken out, out of the city and stoned to death. This morning, I want to encourage you. Don't sell out. Don't sell out. Don't sell out. Don't sell out the call. Don't sell out the vision. Don't sell out what you feel like you've been placing. Don't sell out your family. Don't sell out your kids. Don't sell out. Don't sell out your inheritance. Daniel. Daniel wouldn't sell out. He refused to eat at the king's table when he said that it would, it would defile him. David refused to sell out when the king made a law that no one should, should pray. What did he do? He continued to pray. Daniel's friends, man, they didn't sell out. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, how many know that story? They didn't sell out. Man, when they were, when they were ordered to, 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 to bow down and, and worship a God and they refused to, what did the king do? They, they threw him into the furnace. There's something to be said about people who stand up for what is right, that stand up for what is good, that defends the defenseless. There's something about these three Hebrew children that were given a choice to bow down or to burn. And the Bible says the king spoke up and said, didn't we tie up three men and throw them into the furnace? I see four unbound, walking around unharmed, and the fourth looks like a God. I'm here to tell you, you're not alone in the midst of your trial. You're not alone in the midst of your storm. You're not alone in the midst of the fire. There's a fourth one in there, and he looks like the Son of God. Jesus is in the midst of your storm with you this morning. He's speaking peace over the waves that are crashing down on you this morning. They stood up for what was right. And God showed up just like he will in your situation. By three men standing up for what they knew was right, the king landed and uh, the king of the land promoted them and made a new law saying that no one should speak a word against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. I heard this statement one time. It says, anything that you compromise your integrity to gain, you will eventually lose. Anything that you compromise your integrity to gain, you will eventually lose. It's not worth it. I've been there before. I've gotten that badge. It's not worth it. Hold on. Don't sell out. And in moments of hard times, we, we can have moments of like a spiritual devalue, evaluation. We begin to de-evaluate ourselves. We begin to compromise who we are and who we are in Christ. And I want to tell you this morning, don't sell out on the first opportunity that comes your way. It is God that gives you the promotion, not people. It's God that has your back. It's not friends. Who are you trying to oppress? Don't sell out. Don't sell out. Don't sell out. Jesus told his disciples if they made it to the end, they would be saved. You might fall down along the way. Yes, you might make mistakes. Yes, you might trip up. But if you can pick yourself back up, if you can begin to dust the dust off your shoulders, you will be saved. Don't sell out. Don't sell out. Do you hear me? Don't sell out. Hold on. 
on. Don't sell out. Hold on to the inheritance. Hold on to the call that God's placed on your life. Hold on to the family you've been fighting for. Hold on to that son and daughter who's been lost. Hold on. The vineyard that Naboth had had was, was given to him by his father. Man, it was obviously a beautiful piece of property, wasn't it? I mean, the king wanted it. Naboth refused to sell his inheritance. But did you know it was divine law for him to not be able to sell his inheritance? It was law. Numbers 36 and 7 says, Thus no inheritance of the sons of Israel shall be transferred from tribe to tribe, for the sons of Israel shall each hold to the inheritance of the tribes of his fathers. If a man under the old covenant knew better to not sell out what his father had given him, how much should we, being under the grace and mercy of Jesus, hold to what we've been given? We can't sell out. We have to hold on to what we've been given. What's our inheritance this morning? It's the peace in the middle of the storm. It's comfort in the midst of wars. That there will be a time of weeping. But listen, there is a promise that joy is coming in the morning. We're the head and not the tail. We're blessed in the city and we're blessed in the fields. That's what our inheritance is. The inheritance we have is... We are who God says we are, not what others have labeled us. Our inheritance is that we're more than conquerors through Jesus who loved us. We've all heard this. We're, we're, our inheritance is that no weapon formed against us shall prosper, that he would never leave us nor forsake us, that whatever we bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, that the promise to us is that we will never be left comfortless, that he would be our very present help in the time of need. That is our inheritance. Don't sell out. Don't sell out. Pastor Chad, you mind coming up and, uh, and playing a little bit? We need to guard our inheritance at all costs. We need to protect it. Protect seeing the lost restored. Protect seeing the searching fulfilled. Protect reaching the community, enriching the community. Protect impacting the world. His desire is to destroy you and cause you to lose your inheritance. What would you sell your inheritance for? What price does the world have to offer you? What's your price? What's the out the door price? If, if, if you got a price, Get it in your head because the world is willing to pay it. 
He always, man, he always makes the grass look greener on the other side. Then you get over there and it's just a nice word. I'm trying to think of a nice word. It's just junk. But man, it, it, that, man, that has duped. That has twisted up so many people thinking that the grass is greener on the other side. Think about David. We were talking about him at the beginning. David, he, he was a farmer. His dreams were, were bigger than what his surroundings could offer. He sold his inheritance to, 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 to chase after his dreams. He traveled the world. He saw all different types of new sites. He met new people. He didn't go broke neither. No, he amassed more wealth. He made more money. But at the end, he was still empty. You know, I think about the prodigal son. You know, he, he asked for an inheritance and, and he was basically broke at the end. But here we have, we have a guy who's got it all. We got a guy that has nothing. And they're both just as miserable as each other. It's because they sold. They sold their inheritance. They sold what made them who they are. Don't sell out. I just want to shout it. I've been there. It's miserable. It's miserable knowing you got a call of God on your life and you have moved yourself. Not God didn't move you. The devil didn't move you. You have moved yourself out and you have kept yourself in that moment. And I'm telling you this morning, pick yourself up. Pick yourself up by your jeans, by your bootstraps and go, I'm getting back to the place. I'm coming back home. David, at the end of his life, with a heavy heart, he decided to make his journey back to the village, hoping to reclaim what he lost. And as he approached his family, his family's homestead, this homestead that looked so familiar, but, but, but had so many years had gone by. As he began to walk closer, his family began to come out of the home and begin to welcome him back with tears of joy and forgiveness. And though he had sold his inheritance for a fleeting taste of adventure, for what he thought was his destiny, he realized that though he sold his inheritance, he had gained something far more valuable. That was a deeper understanding of who he was and who he belonged to. This morning, you may be a person that's sold out. Maybe you've sold out. You're going here. Tyler, I'm here this morning. I'm, I ain't got nothing. I'm here to tell you that there is a God. There is a Father standing at the road, looking at the horizon, waiting 
for you to come home. He's got a ring in his hands. He's got sandals underneath his arm. He's got a robe flipped over him, and he's just waiting. He's waiting for you to come back home. You might have sold out before, but I'm here to tell you that there is a God this morning that wants to reinstate you into the kingdom. He wants to place you back on a firm foundation. I want us to all stand in here this morning. Will you fight the good fight? I want everybody to listen to me this morning. I'm asking each and every one of you individually and as a corporate body this morning, will you fight the good fight? Will you run the race to completion? Will you hold fast to the call of God that's on your life? Will you hold true even if it means uh, means giving up your family, maybe giving up your friends? When you're at the end of your rope and, man, you're ready to sell out, because we're all there time to time, if we're honest with ourselves, life comes and we, we find ourselves in moments where we want to sell out. It's okay. Sometimes it just, I just want to sell out. It's okay to have that thought, but, but capture it immediately. Don't keep running that thought through your head. When you have that thought, immediately replace it with, man, but no weapon formed against me shall prosper. God will not leave me nor forsake me. Man, remember that it's promised that we will never be left comfortless. That he's our help in our time of need. close our eyes this morning. This morning, maybe you find yourself in here and you're empty. Maybe you you, you resonate with David and you've gone, I've made, I've sold my inheritance. I have nothing left. But I want to tell you this morning, you're home. You're home. He's in the room. God's in the room. And he's ready to reinstate you. He's ready to put that ring back on your finger. He's ready to put shoes back on your feet, a robe. This morning, if you've you've sold out, but you're saying this morning, Lord, I want to be reinstated. You just slip your hand up real quick and then slip it right back down with no one looking around him. Okay. Come on. There you go. Four or five hands just raised. This morning, if if you're in the building and, and, and you've never 
accepted Jesus Christ in your life, if you've never prayed a prayer of salvation before, not, not, not that you've prayed it 10 years ago and you've, and you've been struggling the last five years. No, if you've never prayed the sinner's prayer before and this morning you want to pray, I want you to just slip your hand up and slip it right back down. Okay, great. This morning of us, a lot of us in here, we know where we're at. We know where we stand. We know what our inheritance is. And this morning, I want you to leave here encouraged to don't sell out, don't give up on the call, don't trade the call, don't walk out on the call, don't sell out, don't sell out. This morning, Father God, I pray over each and every individual in this room. God, I thank you that the best is yet to come in their life. God, I thank you that you're in this place. God, I thank you that you give us the strength each and every day to stand up when the storms of life arise. And God, I pray, Lord Jesus, that when the times arise where where we begin to to have a, a situation where we could sell out, God, give us the strength and the boldness like Naboth to, to stand up and say, I refuse to sell out. I refuse to back down. I know what my inheritance is. I know what my call is, and I keep chasing after that. So this morning, God, I pray, God, may the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord make his face uh, towards you and give you his supernatural peace. In your name I pray. Amen and amen. Y'all have a great week. I love you. Don't sell out, y'all. Don't sell out.